All right, welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? It just started to snow. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's snowing right now. Um, in fuck, man? April 9th, Chicago, uh, as we speak. It's like 55 degrees and, this morning. This well, it, uh, on uh, two days ago, uh, it went on Tuesday, it was 79 degrees here. It was amazing, and we've all been cooped up. We've all been under quarantine, and when it hits 79 degrees, everybody hits the parks, right? And right now, like the Lakefront Trail, 40-mile trail, that normally you would have hundreds, hundreds of thousands of people jogging and biking on, on this trail. That's the whole lakefront. That's the whole reason why tourists come here, right? Um, and the 606 Trail is the elevated bike path that everyone loves and is gentrifying the neighborhoods and everything. That's all closed right now, right? And as to whether people can still use the parks and socially distance has been somewhat debated. Uh, and the police have been going around and just parking out their SUVs with a bullhorn and just yelling at people, right? Like just driving the car through the park, right? And <laughs> I'm like, there's no way they're going to be able to do that when it's 79 degrees out, right? So I was, I was like, I deliberately wasn't trying to break into areas where we're supposed to go, but I'm like, I want to go see what it looks like. Right. Yeah. And so I biked down to Lincoln park, which is a huge park. Uh, Chicago, Chicago zoo takes up a big chunk of it, but it's miles long. Right. <clears throat> and it's just one of like, well, I think 250 parks the city has. And it was, it was decent. Everyone was like, there was little groups of people, but they were all six feet apart. Like you'd see three friends and they're all like oddly spaced out. Right? And you're like, okay, this is, this is what <laughs> it is. People are, people are, are, are complying with this voluntarily. And I saw two pairs of cops. Um, they weren't in cars, though. They got their asses out of their cars. And they were, there was two on, like, ATVs and then two that were on horseback, and w- which just seemed like, like a way gentler way of, like, you know, monitoring people rather than just shutting the park down, rather than just having, like, bullhorns and fucking large, dangerous vehicles blocking, you know, pass and everything. They were – I think they, they knew they couldn't get away with that, and it was going to create yeah. a more tense situation, potentially – you know, it's like it's one thing if you're like beating up protesters. It's another <clears throat> if you got a bunch of you know like yuppie ladies walking their dogs <laughs> who are just like fuck the police now. So yeah, so it was a great day. I I fucking I had my shorts on. Like I didn't have to like go to the, you know roll up my fucking pants cuff. Like I just put on the fucking short. You know, <laughs> like I'm, yeah. it's 79 degrees. We're doing this, and uh, you know everyone's still riding around bikes with fucking you know masks on, right? Um, I, I ended up buying a TV cause my computer's still on the fritz. So I got a TV. It was a great day. It was wonderful. Uh, it was just, how'd you get it back? Hmm? How'd you oh, get- they've delivered it. It's like okay. 30, 30 bucks. They drop it off. Okay. Uh, and, and it was just amazing to have such an, a great day. And then the next day, every, everything went to shit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you were the chosen one, Bernie. And, um, we loved you like a brother. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, as as most people suspected, that's probably what most of this episode is going to be about. Um, obviously, the news that we got yesterday was that Bernie Sanders uh, is suspending his campaign for president. Uh, and, you know, it, obviously, the delegate math was rough. Uh, I, I don't think it was impossible. I still think, you know is a fucking insane situation, but I think, you know, it got to the point where, um, I, I saw someone say this on Twitter and I was like, yeah, that's actually probably a pretty good summation of how to 
describe the situation. Uh, basically, the DNC were shooting hostages and, you know, saying you could stop this right now, Bernie, if you if you just drop out. Because Joe Biden refused to tell people to stay home. He just kept saying, no, it's fine. Go vote. You know, it, it'll be fine. They, you know, even though every one of these states has been saying, no, it's not. Don't come here. We don't have any shit to sterilize the voting machines. We don't have enough you know, sanitizer, we do not have the proper equipment to hold elections. You oh, need but to the stop Repu- It was the Republicans this time, though. They forced the Democrats to have to go vote. I love you. Know, Chris Hayes was did a whole show about how the GOP was forcing the Wisconsin uh, to hold its primary on that day. No such coverage when it was Biden calling for it. Yeah, no, and, he literally and, also tweeted like the day before, like, hey, go vote on Tuesday, you know? <laughs> It's just, yeah, I mean, there's, I'm seeing a lot of these like like Hail Mary articles now where it's like, well, if Bernie just suspends his campaign and, you know, then Biden falls apart or this accusation ramps up or whatever, then he can just, you know, start running again. And it's just like, and I don't think it's, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so either, but, <laughs> and I'm not, not, and I don't want to give people false hope, but they did move almost all of the Acela primary, which is like the big, you know, the New York, Connecticut, all these places back into June. So, I mean, theoretically, that could happen, but I don't think that's going to happen. The only person who I think who's ever unsuspended their presidential campaign is uh, Ross Perot, Uh, ironically enough. He actually suspended his campaign for like three or four months uh, and then then decided against that and came back and still... He ended up getting like 15% of the vote and giving the election to Clinton, but... um, Delaney's just sitting at home, just like, this is my moment. This is what I'm going to do it. Oh, man. Is Ross Perot still alive? Maybe we can get him to fucking run. I have be, no idea. That'd be an interesting way to split the uh, Well, um, I mean, it just it, it blows my mind that, you know, people like Obama call up Bernie and can say, you know, Bernie, it's time to drop out. Staying in the race will just hurt Biden. Because they create this myth that Bernie staying into the convention somehow hurt Hillary. Right. All, <clears throat> all their all their excuses that, oh, oh, it definitely, you know, hurt Hillary. Like, how? How does it hurt the other candidate to be running against someone else in a primary longer than shorter? What what sense does that even make? No, well, you know, obviously, uh, the only time, the only <clears throat> way that Donald Trump would think of any of these att- lines of attack uh, is if Bernie brought them up. He, if, the, Him and his team, of course, would not bring up one of these things that Bernie didn't bring up, like the fact that Biden has a credible rape accusation or like the fact that his son is a fucking corrupt crackhead piece of shit who, you know, is, is ducking paternity suits left and right. Or the fact that, you know, Joe Biden is would taken the, maybe the most fucking money of any Senator in us history from credit card companies and done their bidding. And like, you don't think Donald Trump is going to fucking hammer him to death with these things. And, you know, ultimately, um, this was, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of the reasons why this campaign, uh, didn't work out. Um, but I think one of the, you know, much like Hillary, Hillary, <clears throat> Hillary's campaign didn't have one reason why she, you know, there wasn't one reason why Hillary lost. There were myriad reasons why, uh, Bernie's campaign didn't go the way we wanted it to. Um, but I still think one of them, and we've said this for a long time is that, He's too fucking nice. Like, and it's just like, that's fundamentally who he is. It's fundamentally why he's as good of a politician and as good of a person as he is and why he supports the things that he does so unwaveringly. But it's also his fatal flaw is that he refused to go for the fucking jugular when it came to his friend, Joe Biden, 
to uh, the media who he should have been extremely hostile to immediately. I mean, honestly, that's the, maybe the biggest lesson from this is that there's no amount of grassroots money that's going to out spend uh, quote unquote earned media, which is just free media basically from cable news and cable news still drives the fucking democratic primary because there's a lot of idiots in the Democratic Party, who can't think for them, fucking can't think for their fucking selves, and listen to whatever Rachel Maddow and Chris Hayes tell them. And at the end of the day, if you're not taking those people on directly, because they're not, they're never going to support a candidate like Bernie willingly when there's an other option. So unless you're taking those people on and calling them out for the corrupt pieces of shit that they are, you're never going to fucking win in this party. Well, he, I, he's I, also starting from the assumption that he has to be nice to Joe Biden. Because if Biden's the nominee, then he's going to have to then fall in line and, and support him. So he's like, "Well, I can't, I can't attack him too much." It's like that's not that's the like way a loser's that works. mentality, though. Exactly it's like- right. And, and you have all these pe- all these people that are like, "Well, I love Bernie. It's just I don't, I don't, I don't think he can win, so I'm not going to vote for him." That's literally you are fulfilling that prophecy. You're making sure he doesn't win by saying, "Well, I love him and he'd be great and everything," but I just yeah. I'm I'm too trained to believe that better things aren't possible. So I'm going to vote for a fucking piece of shit like Joe Biden, who's got a credible rape accusation, who supported segregation, uh, who can do fucking his nothing. Entire for us. life is a lie. All of his stories are lies, from corn pop to getting arrested in, in apartheid South Africa. Every fucking story, and you don't even know. <laughs> Which if he, he still knows hasn't been lies. asked about, by the way. He still has not been asked it, about that just, on cable news. They have not vetted him, and I guarantee. People online are saying, well, the accusation must not be real because the mainstream media is not covering it. Guess what? They're not covering it because they want to fucking protect Joe Biden. And I guarantee you, once he is the nominee, Fox News is going to cover that story. They already had, they, they, literally last night, Tucker Carlson started talking about Tara Reid. Yep. Yep. Last fucking so night. They were comes. waiting because they didn't want Bernie to jump into the... T- they waited for Bernie to drop out because they were terrified of running against Bernie. The second he cleared the path, it was like, all right, fucking game over. Let's run Joe Biden's campaign into the ground because it's an even more target rich environment than Hillary's campaign was. If you can fucking imagine that. And you've got people and who knows if they're real or if they're just fucking paid, you know, Brock bots online on Twitter saying, you know, this accusation is incredible because this Tara Reid is a Kremlin asset, right? <laughs> like that's, it's just, well, it, me too, uh, unless it's against one of ours and then it's, then it's just Russian bots. Russian yeah, bots yeah. are making this up. Um, and again, it's, it's like, you have, it, it might be Sally Albright with all of her thousands of fake accounts. You never know. Right. Yeah, but, but it does rub off on people and people start to believe this shit and you see how just, there, there's no critical thought that this, this Trump derangement syndrome is literally what allows them to, to, to think well, if it's a choice between two rapists, then shouldn't we do the one with the whatever? You know, it's it's insane. It's fucking insane. No, I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden. I'm not going to vote for Donald Trump. And the people who are now, of course, doing the same fucking shit, well, if you don't vote for anyone, then it's a vote for Trump. No, it's not. The fucking number zero is not a positive or a negative number. It's zero. It's not how this works. It doesn't yeah. affect anything. Well, the oh Joe Biden, you know Trump's base is going to show up and support him. We need Biden's base to show up and say, "I'm not fucking Joe Biden's base. I never will be Joe Biden's base. I'll never be fucking Hillary Clinton's base. I'll never be these corporate fucking scumbags' base." 
Yeah, no, we're not the fucking Democratic Party base. Like we're like the, that's what people don't understand about Bernie Sports is we're not fucking Democrats by choice. We a lot of us, uh, you know, registered as Democrats to vote for Bernie. And um, there's a good, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to judge from Twitter because Twitter's a lot more active. But I mean, I I know, you know, there's got to be at least twenty five percent of Bernie supporters who feel no real allegiance to the Democratic Party and only signed up to vote as Democrat to support him. So, you know, those are people that traditionally don't vote or, you know, and not because they're lazy. It's just like, oh, nobody fucking represents me. Uh, Why would I bother going to vote for one of the two fucking corporate, you know, tools that you're running? Uh, This year it's going to be, hey, do we want to vote for the red rapist or the blue rapist? Those people are not going to vote for fucking Joe Biden. And the party knows that they've known that for a year and a half and they still decide to throw all their eggs in this fucking demented rotting basket. And it, it they, they made their fucking bed and now they're going to lie in it. And I, and uh, you know, I, I, I I'm just going to, I'm not even going to engage people anymore who are like, Oh, well, if you don't vote for him, it's a vote. Yeah. Okay, fine. Then, then c- c- consider it a vote for Trump and go fuck yourself. There you <laughs> How go. about that? Like, you know what? There go fuck yourself. And and where was all this concern about Joe Biden not being electable prior to yesterday? If you're so worried that we wouldn't support Biden, then that means that he's not more electable. It means he's less electable, right? So if, if you really cared about electing Trump, you should have fucking listened to us. Well, they'll be, they'll be fine because you know what? They can go get those white moderates in the suburbs. They don't need our votes. They can they can go get those <laughs> right. those white those white right. Republicans in the I suburbs. Mean, Joe Rogan says he's he'd rather vote for Trump, and all they're suddenly this is like the biggest controversy ever. You know, Chuck Schumer said, for every leftist we throw under the bus, we get two more you know uh, right leaning Republicans. It's like well th- that. Joe Rogan's your guy then, and he's saying he's not doing it. <laughs> so yep. this is a fantasy they had. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. So, you know, he announced, and immediately you could kind of yeah, – there were, there, was, there were pivots uh, from Biden supporters. Some of them were trying to be like all, you know – Oh well, you know, thank you so much, Bernie Sanders, for all that you've done. And yeah, fucking Alyssa Milano tweeted that, like, literally, th- like six hours before she was tweeting, just unhinged, drained shit about Bernie and like his supporters. And then she's like, "Oh, thank you so much for moving the conversation forward." Like all this fucking bullshit, you know. Um, Elizabeth Warren tweeted, uh, oh, and God. "This is this is just this boiled my fucking blood the other day." Uh, thank you, Bernie Sanders, for fighting so relentlessly for America's working families during this campaign. Your fight for progressive ideas moved the conversation and charted a path for candidates and activists that will change the course of the country and the party. Go fuck yourself. Like, just the the fucking balls it takes to write a tweet like that after the shit she pulled is just, you know. I... <laughs> you know, there's there's nothing sinister about her delivery right but it's her actions that are just inexcusable right Uh yeah and i i don't remember what i tweeted but it was it was not nice not nice at all (laughs) um but when your sole goal of running and when you have no chance at all to stay in purely to to cost the front runner those key votes on the first super tuesday and then you drop out when you hadn't gotten more than i think eight percent 
in yeah. any of those states. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that was just sabotage. And Trump, what was the, the Trump tweet? He's like, thanks, Liz Warren, for once again hobbling Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Job well done for the DNC. And every fucking word of that tweet was. Yeah. If, she, if, if Liz Warren true. dropped out before Tuesday, Bernie would have won decisively in a bunch of states. But yeah. it, like something to that effect, which is 100, which is 100 percent true. We said that on here. And her whole fucking campaign was meant as a spoiler to Bernie Sanders. And, the and people, and yeah. This is why Trump gets away with what he does, is because he can lie about anything. And he tells so many lies that it's like, wait, but you, you know, and and then he can say something so honest and truthful that no one else will say that everyone's, you know, all of his base is like, he's just telling it like it is. And they have no idea when he's lying or not. But when he says something that's universally understood to be true, that Democrats won't say out loud, everyone goes, yep, see, he's the anti-establishment one that'll fucking tell it like it is. So, yeah. Uh, and and, well, and I guarantee people will, will you know liberals will look at that and go well if Trump said it, that must not be true and it's like no you you're just you're too stupid you're too deranged with this this derangement syndrome to tell the difference between something that is objectively true and something he just makes up out of nowhere and you know we need to also have a conversation about um, people in in left circles who propped up Liz Warren in this campaign need to never be heard from again. Like, you know, Jank Uger, fucking, um, uh, you know, the, everyone at the PCCC, like any of these groups that propped her working up. Working Families Party. Working, oh yeah, fucking Working Families Party. Get the fuck out of here. Um, people in Bernie's fucking campaign, like, uh, like uh, what's his, what's her face? Uh, Winnie Wong. Like people like that just seriously have yeah. no fucking business. She's terrible for a bunch of reasons too. So yeah. queen of taking credit for things that other people did that she was just there for, but didn't have any part of like, I, I know people that work in organizing and, and like, I've had no. personal interactions with her, so I can, I can attest to what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so. yeah, but, but, but in any event, yeah. So, um, yeah, no people like that just need to fuck off forever. Cause you're either, total fucking marks and idiots who couldn't see a mile away that Liz Warren was a fucking phony or you're complicit in what she did. And in which both cases you need to be drummed out of left politics. Cause you're no better than Simone Sanders. If you fucking assisted her in this shit, yeah, fucking worst, it, you know, um, it, it's just, I, the thing I don't understand is why, if he's still talking about, uh, you know, holding on to his delegates and using them as leverage to do, I don't know, whatever the fuck he thinks he can do with the party platform. Not that they're going to fucking let him anyway, but at least if he kept actively campaigning, he would get more delegates. You know, some people are going to vote for him. He's still on the ballot. I get that, but not nearly as many will now. Right. Yeah. No. So fuck the democratic party. Obama calls you up. I don't know what the fuck he says to him to, to get him to drop out, but don't do it. Like, this yeah, is all you have. Just don't fucking do it. What else do you have here? So, is it a mistake? Yes. Do I support his decision? Also, yes. So, you know, nobody knows better what's in the best interest of trying to get Medicare for all, Green New Deal, all these things done. I mean, Bernie knows better. He's, he is, every fucking day, he is Bernie Sanders, right? Uh, and if that's his call, I don't think he came to it lightly. You know, clearly people are trying to pressure him, but I, he doesn't do something just because other people tell him to. Right. Well, so I, I just don't understand the timing. Like, I, I just hope. And, and again, th this would be a worthless extraction, but I, I hope that at least 
he's getting something out of dropping out like that he's that biden's campaign said okay well we will support these three policies but again even if he did say even if biden came out i was like you know i'm gonna support a green new deal and medicare for all uh i've changed my mind i i understand that in order to win the to win the young votes that i'm doing you know awfully with um I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to support these policies. So even if I don't believe in them, I'm going to support them. I wouldn't believe him for a fucking second. And I no, wouldn't believe that he would not. fight for them if he got in office. He can't so, articulate like, them. How can you fight for a thing you can't even articulate? He doesn't even know what the fuck it's called. Yeah, no. no. I, well, it, it's just I understand. the I only know. thing that I can sort of see here is that there's just no way for Bernie to run a campaign that's not everything public. about his you, you style gotta have the is needs you got to have yeah. you know you, you can't do canvassing anymore i mean biden's winning states that he didn't even have a campaign office in he's running off name recognition alone right you you can't counter that without a, a massive get out the vote drive and with, the, with this fucking coronavirus you just can't do that now and it may yeah. not be able to do it even by the time the convention happens in august Right. Well, and like, the, the only other possibility I thought is, you know, maybe he really does have a heart issue that is a complication for him right now. Um, yeah, I mean, it's possible. I don't think that's I think it's probably more likely the first thing that you said, but it, it you never know. I mean, that could be an issue. But I mean, fuck. Yeah. If that's an issue, he's running against the guy whose brain is literally droop like dripping out of his fucking earlobe every time he gets on television. So I don't know why that would be the, the, the fucking the, the woman that said, you know, we don't need Biden to be perfect. We just need his corporeal presence. Like literally. <laughs> no, no, that was a pro Biden article. Yeah, that was, a, that was the best thing they can say. But like, well, at least he's not flatlining. Literally. Flatlining. At least he's. We still haven't seen him outside of his fucking bunker. That 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 clear green screen that he's sitting in front of. That's probably in a fucking hospice ward somewhere that they set up. You know, with his his rotation of two or three suits that he has. Like same exact camera angle, no it's movement, no interaction with the it's, background. It's Robert De Niro and the Irishman sitting there in the retirement home all alone <laughs> with no one there. That's fucking <laughs> Joe Biden's life right now. That's who you want to elect president of the United God. States. Leader of the free world is fucking Robert De Niro at the end of the Irishman. Picking <laughs> no, out his, picking out his like, casket. He's more like Pesci, honestly, in, in the Irishman. In the prison in the Irishman where he can barely fucking lift the jello God. to his mouth. <laughs> it's just wiggling there oh Oh. god so sad um no so just just whispering the words corn pop over and over (laughs) so yeah no corn pop's probably in that fucking prison (laughs) waiting to get his revenge um but no i mean look at the end of the day bernie's biggest strengths were uh you know massive rallies because people you know vehement like fervently supported him and wanted to uh, show up to hear him speak and you know this this amazing grassroots canvassing uh, thing he bu- you know system that he built, um, neither of which you know he's able to do at all right now. So it's like the only thing you can do to campaign right now is go on cable news, and that's literally the the most hostile environment for him. Every time he does go on, you know when he d- is able to go on, they just fucking slander him for fifteen minutes, and then you know don't let him get any of his points in. So it's what the fuck is the point? You know, like at the end of the day, maybe that was his, he's like, what the, what the fuck? I'm not going to, they're not going to let me, you know, uh, get my message out there anyway. And they're clearly covering for Joe Biden. Now at the same time, I think if he just went scorched earth and started bringing up shit that he refuses to fucking touch, 
like the Tara Reid allegations, like Hunter Biden, like Joe Biden's fucking corruption, the fact that he fucking told Zephyr Teach out, uh, they scolded her for calling Joe Biden corrupt, still fucking boils my blood, and I, I don't know what the hell... It, it, at the end of the day, and I mean, that that was the other thing that I, I read in some of the postmortems is that his team was begging him to go after Joe Biden and his corruption, and he didn't want to do it, and Jane didn't want to do it because they actually liked the Bidens as people. Um, and that's great, but then don't run for president. If you're not willing to do what you need, needs to be done to fucking win the office, because Joe Biden has no fucking qualms whatsoever with sticking a knife in your back, and he did it multiple times. So if you're not willing to do the same... I, you know, I mean, that's that's why he lost at the end of the day. Sure. And you don't have to compromise your values, but no, just speak not. the truth. Tell, Bernie. tell the truth. We tell all fucking truth. know it. It's not a, it's you not that it. you're not, you know, it's, you're not, you know, becoming your enemy in order to defeat your enemy. You're just exposing who they really are. Right. And if you're if you're more worried about your friendship than running for the office that you're trying to get all these things done, then, you know, you're pulling punches and, and the people that are going to suffer are the people who are dying of a virus right now, the 29 million Americans that have no health care whatsoever. Uh, 70% of the deaths from coronavirus in Chicago are, are in the black community. And they're only 30% of the population, right? It's in Detroit, it's staggering the numbers of, of infections right now. And we know that people in Detroit, it's 85% black, are voluntarily staying home because we've got cell phone geotags that show that Michigan has been one of the most compliant states for staying at home, uh, as good as, as New York State and uh, Connecticut and you know, New England area. Michigan, if you look at this, this map the New York Times put out, was compliant before anywhere else in the country, right? And, and still, massive rates of death. So this is, this is why we need someone like Bernie Sanders to stop fucking around and you know, dropkick Joe Biden. And he quit. He just couldn't do it. Couldn't you know, do it. I mean, it's he not who he is. And didn't drop out. He suspended his campaign. So yes, in, in in some like like Hillary Clinton said, Bobby Kennedy got shot in June. <laughs> Anything can happen. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but it's it's just it's devastating to see him drop out. You know, or just suspend his campaign this early when there's still a long road, right? And and to to have to just. We got to have just the Trump and Biden framing this early. Oh God! Dude. Like two hundred days, two hundred days of of Biden being the assumed front runner. <sighs> just imagine these how these debates are going to go. They're going to be a fucking bloodbath. Joe Biden is going to be if he even agrees to debates, which he would be an idiot to do because Trump is going to eat him alive. But then again, if he doesn't. Then Trump will still eat him alive and say he's a fucking pussy and he's ducking him and, you know, he can't even, you know, form coherent sentences. So, of course, he wouldn't debate me. Um, This is a fucking nightmare. This is this is a nightmare of the fucking Democrats own creation. And, you know, as much as we've put blame on Bernie and I think what we've said is fair and that doesn't mean we're anti-Bernie. I think, you know, people know that's I mean, not I mean, the fucking we case. We call the cults of personality all the time. And I tell you what, cults of personality don't criticize the cult leader. No, no, certainly not. Um, at the end of the day, this election really was swung uh, by Obama putting his entire fucking fist on the scale, you know, right before, right after South Carolina, because, uh, Nobody in the history of uh, 
presidential primaries has dropped out of a race when they were second in delegate count. Second in the no. delegate count, no. and Pete Buttigieg mid-flight reroutes his flight from from fucking Texas back to South Bend because he gets a phone call from Barack Obama saying, "Hey, this isn't your time. You know, get behind Biden because he won one fucking state with a bunch of super old voters. You know, despite the fact that he had come in fourth place and fifth place in the previous two states, um, and was clearly fledgling and had no vision whatsoever." the most conservative candidate in the race, it was, well, if we don't do this right now, Bernie Sanders is actually going to run away with the delegate yeah. count. And they we all can't got have the phone call to drop out. And Liz got the phone call to stay in. We know, we know what yep. happened. It's just that, that was the fucking election right there. And it, after that, there was honestly nothing Bernie could have done to really make a full, I mean, there were things he could have done, but like, I, you know, that was, that was the fucking, that was the knife in the, in the gut. And then he just slowly bled out from there. Um, and Ugh. at the end of the day, this is on Barack Obama's shoulders just as much as it's on Bernie Sanders' shoulders. Um, no, then, I mean Bernie was Bernie was doing the best he could, but no, it's he still, was. Like, but you know, he, it's just you know, they never were going to let him do it. No, they, they never, never were, were going to let him. Be and if he had won all the fucking delegates, they still would have fucked him at the convention. They would have changed the rules. It's like they never were going to let him be the president, no matter what he fucking did. He could have won. 60% of the delegates and they would have changed the rules going into the convention somehow so that the, the super delegates could, could vote on the first ballot again. And it would just be like, well, tough shit. You know, it, it's just fucking, it's unreal. And this, it, but you know, it proves more than ever that this is not a reformable party. This is not a party that leftists are welcome in. Clearly uh, this is not a party that we're going to be able to um, take over in any meaningful capacity and win the presidency with. And I, I think the sooner we we figure out what the fucking next steps are and who the next candidate, you know, going forward is going to be and the, the way that they could, you know, if if the, you know, I, I know it's not real. It, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what the fucking path forward is because it's just, I, I, this party is, is death to fucking left wing movements it's it's well, fucking i mean it, to the, it, just stop stop giving a shit about the presidency for a minute anyway and think about where does half the country live they live in cities right and who has the most power to, to change the the way people actually live is city councils aldermen right the the people who are very easy to get elected right like to get out of city council you only need five thousand votes maybe right and it, depending on you know whether it's at large or district or whatever and that's, you know, you only get 5,000 votes to, to have a say over, uh, you know, millions of people like that. that no, sure. But you, you can make a lot of difference there. So down ballot is definitely the way to go. State legislature, too. Uh, or, you know, AOC. Beat Joe Crowley. Right. And, uh, you know, for whatever small criticisms I have like that, just that alone, the fact that she could take down a, a 16 year incumbent or 20 year incumbent, whatever Joe Crowley was. You know, he was they they were he was gonna be next in line for speaker of the house. I mean, my yeah. god, he got beat by a fucking teenager. <laughs> so doing bad Springsteen covers in a bar oh, somewhere in, 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 in Queens. No, but and look, and, and that's true, but it's still at the end of the day, that's not gonna solve the climate crisis, and that's not gonna solve the fact that we don't have health. You know, it's just it, we do need to win fucking federal offices at some point. We need to win the presidency if we wanna ever enact these changes that we wanna see you know, happen for the country. And I just don't know what the fuck 
the path is. Like, I don't see the path. Oh, we just got to get Mike Gravel on the debate stage. That's what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> they, if they would have gotten him on there, Joe Biden would not be where he is right now. It's just they, they had damn. to fucking stop Mike Gravel at all costs. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they look, they, they know how to fucking fight when it's the left. They, they can't fight for shit or won't fight for shit because they want the Republicans to win. But when it's the left, they know how to fucking fight just as dirty as the Republicans. Oh, we got to change the more rules so. for Mike Bloomberg. You got it. You say yeah. no more. Yeah. Oh, a debate on race. Uh-uh. That's no, we're not going to, we can't, the, the rules won't let us do it. Sorry. Oh, a debate on climate change. I mean, that's not really even that important of an issue. Why would we, we can't do that. Come on. I'm being um, told our sponsors, ExxonMobil, have said no. No, we're not doing. Oh a man, I can't debate. wait to see the list of sponsors for the fucking convention this year. I get we, we should we should do like a bingo card of like which terrible fucking organization Wells Fargo's got to be like the center square because they always will sponsor one of these fucking things. Of but, course, yeah, a bunch uh, of know. telecom companies, Google. You know, I that's funny. I I, I buy this this TV because my computer's been on the fritz. And it's a smart TV, and I've never owned a smart TV before. So I'm just, I'm just like, I don't know what it's going to do to me. And the fucking CIA is going to be listening to my podcast. Um, Did you end up going with the TCL, or you get a different brand? I have no idea what brand it is. Let me look at the box. Uh, Vizio. It was the cheap, cheapest one I could get. (laughs) And (laughs) you know, you turn it on, it's like, okay, you got to agree to these licensing agreements, and it's (laughs) like, oh, by the way, we're going to track every TV show you watch. And sell the data about what you watch to private companies. Do you agree to these terms? And it's like, no, <laughs> but I want to use the fucking TV, so I guess. Uh, and it's like, you know, like it literally says this this is going to be sold by Google. Google's going to have your entire TV watching history. And then it says, uh, you know, as you're trying to like sign into you know your Netflix account and. Hulu account, it's like, oh, if your if your password or your you know your email is really long, uh, just sign in on your computer and connect your computer to the TV. It's way easier, and I, I'm sure it is. But now I've just signed a license agreement with Google that they can have all the data for the shit I watch, and then they want me to hook my computer up to it. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. I don't want fucking Google to have access to everything that's on my computer. I mean, they probably do anyway. They probably have my yeah, whole fucking browsing 100%. history. But like every fucking file, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to do it. So I sat there with my fucking new remote control, you know, you know, Ugh, mo- painstakingly moving. putting in each yeah. character. T- tap, 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 tap. <laughs> A, tap, Ugh, tap, 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 G, tap, 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 tap. You know, it's, yeah. it's, I've been watching TV on my computer for 20 years and just trying to get to like the show you want to fucking watch with a remote. It's just like, you know, like I, I can just computer type, search, scroll. It's so easy. And now this thing, it's like, okay, what's the benefit of getting this fucking thing again? <laughs> like, why did I do this? Yeah. Once anyway. you, but you know, it, it's a, it's a bitch, but once you have like, I, I, we have all like TCL TVs in the house. That's like the cheapest kind of Roku enabled. Oh yeah. Uh, TV thing. I don't and- even know what that means. <laughs> It's just like Roku's like a good interface for like all the different streaming uh, apps and shit. It's, all, it's basically you just hit menu and you scroll through like you know, gotcha. HBO. But um, it's a fucking pain in the ass to set up. But once you have it set up, it is pretty nice to just hit home and then just like arrow down the Netflix right. or arrow to HBO and just fucking click the shit. Like I honestly like I I got logged into Hulu and I was just like, oh hey, the computer's working right now. I'm just gonna stick with this for. <laughs> so it's, it's like it's like literally that that scene from. Um, oh, what's the what's the Darren Aronofsky uh, movie about the heroin addicts? 
Requiem for a Dream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the scene yeah. from Requiem for the Dream where the mom gets the brand new giant TV and she doesn't know what to fucking do with it. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I just want the old crappy one my son used to hawk for heroin money. And she's just sitting there looking at the blank screen. Like, I, I felt like that was my life <laughs> yesterday. And I was upset. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, fucking mess this thing. Yeah. No, that movie's fucked up. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. no, Ironically, so, the two main stars of the film uh, haven't aged a day. If you look at fucking uh, Jennifer Connelly and um, Leto. M- Mr. Uh, yeah, Mr. Uh, uh, fucking Yoga Cold in the leader. Desert for 12, yeah. 12 days straight, um, neither one of them have aged uh, at all. And that movie was, what, 20 years ago? I mean, not that it's not easy to have great fucking skincare when you're a millionaire but still no, but Jesus. The, yeah i mean Jesus. yeah now jared leto looks this fucking same it's crazy vampire um yeah well so you know we mentioned how like bernie you know needs to extract some shit out of the biden campaign and then again you know wouldn't believe it if he did but you know needless to say he needs to at least make the effort so this was biden's big overture to young people you know once again the demographic that he's pulling somewhere around nine percent with in the dem in the Democratic primary, so that might be an issue um, in the general election. Um, this was his big outreach today. Um, his Joe Biden campaign is set to make its first big overture to Bernie Sanders voters. Biden will roll out two policies: lower Medicare age to sixty, and forgive some student loan debt for low and middle income borrowers. So means testing, yeah. Yeah, and no details whatsoever about how much student loan day is going to figure out. So the way for Joe Biden to reach the youngest voters who rightfully have seen his record and distrust it uh, is to lower the Medicare age to 60. Um, that That's his big fucking plan for winning over well, Hillary gonna? She said she could do it to 55. Yeah, so, yeah. Even Hillary was to the left of him on this. Like, what the fuck is wrong? Like, what are these people thinking? Like, even just bullshit us. Just be like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll do it to, like, 35 or 40. Like, you know, we're, we're you know, like, just just bullshit us. Like, we know you're not going to do it. Just I'm not even going to be able to have a, a fucking salaried career until I'm 60. What the fuck are you t- even <laughs> talking about, Joe Biden? Like, I'm going to be an hourly wage worker until literally, like, the day I retire is what yeah. I'm guessing. Which, no, which means I won't be retiring until I'm 80. Eight years old. Most of this fucking country will, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> will all be hourly if, wage workers yeah. until we die. If, if uh, we're probably. lucky enough, if we're lucky enough to have an hourly wage job ever again, I mean, ten million people. It's going to go up to thirty, forty no, million. So people. today, it came out again today. Another seven million. So we're up to seventeen million people on unemployment in three fucking weeks. Seventeen million people are on unemployment. That's seventeen million people potentially who just lost their awesome employer-sponsored healthcare coverage that Joe Biden was so worried about throwing people off of by creating a fucking system better than this Rube Goldberg bullshit where you're some, where you have to either, you know, get insurance through your employer where you still have to pay exorbitant premiums. Or then if not, you have to go on Cobra, which is extremely unaffordable and complicated and hard to fucking enact and, you know, leaves you with coverage gaps. It's like that, that's the system that, that, that Joe Biden wants to fucking preserve. Like it's just, it's, it's enraging. Oh, it's, it's enraging. It's, it's, it's fucking infuriating. I don't and, know how. And, and these people, people keep saying, I, I like Bernie's policies. I just don't think they're popular. Right. And if everyone says that, doesn't that, when, when do you finally realize that they are popular? <laughs> you know, the, the, this whole, well, do you want, you know, 
popular policies or you want somebody who can beat Trump? You're not going to beat Trump unless you have popular policies. That's the fucking thing is people vote for things that they want. People vote for things that they want. It's just these fucking Democratic voters over the age of, I don't know, whatever, the murder she wrote, demographic, that are convinced that a better world isn't possible. And they don't so know what the fuck bother? Joe Biden supports. They think he supports Medicare for all. They don't fucking know. They're, they, no. they're Because they're not ever told the facts about any of these candidates by the, the fucking idiots that they get their information oh, from. I know, I know. And, and like, literally, yeah, I, I the, called the first, my mom uh, yeah. last night. And, and, and of course, I, I, I can hear Rachel Maddow on the background. <laughs> and I call her. And, you know, we, we talked a little bit. She was eating dinner, so we didn't talk for too long. But I just, uh, apparently she got a... Um, you know, got an email from the DNC template email saying, hey, you know, now that uh, Joe Biden is the presumed nominee, are you all in for Joe Biden? And she replied to it. Mom replied to the email, which I don't know if anyone actually reads it, but <laughs> her her response was simple. I think Joe Biden's a mistake. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I have I, I've encouraged her to. You know, try to try to disseminate some information from uh, you know other other sources. Intercept, TYT, uh, you know, leftism for beginners, TYT, uh, Democracy Now, and everything. It's just it's it's like we've got independent media that are doing good journalism and are informing people. The problem is, it's not on television, you know, or or it's just not piped into enough people's homes on a regular basis, right? Yeah, and, and that's really the only thing that that you know the every every leftist leader uh that's that's waved uh, you know waged a revolution has known that you you know to really have a revolution you have to start with education you can't wake people up if they don't know there's a problem right uh and and the you know it was the reason why they spend you know billions of dollars producing mainstream media corporate news content to bend the minds of people because they know that they can reach enough people who don't know what to think that think that they're getting news when they're in fact they're getting infotainment uh, political propaganda, right? That's that's telling them, oh, Medicare for all, how are you going to pay for that? And then they go, oh yeah, how will you pay for that? Like literally, they they can invent a trillion dollars and just it out of nothing, and then it evaporates, and then you, you they think. How will I pay for going to, you know, if, if everyone goes to the doctor, Fucking then I won't be able to go to the doctor. I don't want to not yeah. be able to go to the doctor. It's just, it's just complete and utter fucking lunacy. We're so, like yeah, six it, trillion, it's, by it's, the way, that the feds just created out of fucking thin air and yeah. pumped into the stock markets. And it went nowhere. It just and it went like, nowhere. Where, it just went right back down. What this, this, this modern, modern, modern service of the, the line. More I read about it, the more I realize it's like, if you, if we can invent a trillion dollars out of nothingness, why am I paying rent? Yeah, why are we paying taxes at at that point? Like, why are we just not inventing the fucking funds to create these things? Like, it just doesn't make fucking sense. Like, it, it's yeah, no, it's 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 again, our whole economy again is a fucking Rube Goldberg machine built upon, uh, you know, ensuring that the rich continue to accumulate wealth and that they continue to siphon that wealth from us. Even though, once again, you could just apparently print fucking money as much as you want when rich people's money is doing badly. You don't even have to print it. You just type, you fucking you type do, the number into the computer. change the numbers in the computer, yeah. And transfer, like, there it is. The fucking um, Fed chair so, said that on 60 Minutes. He's like, no, we literally just go into the computer and add a couple zeros. Tell it there's more money there now. Like, that's yeah. all it is. The economy's fucking fake. Um, who, what's the name of the guy that you, you mentioned him twice now? Rube Goldberg? I'm not familiar. What's his background? It, it's 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 just the um, 
it's it's a tr- it's like a Rube Goldberg machine. It's like a um, like a machine. It, like do you know that game Mouse? Then it's it's is... an expression. You know that okay. game like Mouse Trap. I think that's like a, a good sure. It's just well, what, a, what is... a, a, a extremely overcomplicated, meaningless, useless machine that does a bunch of shit to do a simple task. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, gotcha. so the name doesn't ref- reflect an actual person in history. No, no, it does. I I, I think he came up with this this concept of yeah, like. Okay. A really overcomplicated machine to do a very simple task, and I think that's like it, like where the game Mousetrap came from, basically. But like that kind of an idea of like you press a button and then the thing, the ball goes down the thing, and then oh, the thing gotcha, whacks yeah. into the thing, <laughs> right, and then right. then a you know a button is pushed, like you know, at the end of it. Um, so so like the the, the movie with Brad Pitt, uh, you know, the Moneyball, coming up with like really complicated. Well, see that actually of... kind of worked. It, it's a it's sure. Sure. It's a weird, you know, baseball's a... But I'm, sh- I'm I, sure when he came up with it, people probably thought it was a bunch of bullshit. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Right. Um, and I use that that analogy all the time in a derisive way, although in baseball it did, to some extent, work, uh, although the athletics never really made it super far in the playoffs, but that's a whole nother, whole nother <laughs> ball of wax. But, um, yeah, so, you know, it's just this whole thing is a fucking fiasco. And, by the way, a poll came out today uh, presidential polling that was done just before Bernie dropped out. Uh, in a general, uh, Biden versus Trump. Trump forty five percent. Biden forty three percent. Bernie versus Trump. Bernie forty six percent. Trump forty four percent. Oops, <laughs> that's a fucking whoopsie. Like, you know, <laughs> that's, a fu- that's a capitalism. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. There's a saw a great yard sign. Bernie is still on the ballot. I'm just scrolling through uh, tweets here. Oh, my God. So, yeah, this morning, um, this is just how fucking crazy our world is right now. We're going to talk a little bit more about coronavirus here in a bit. But so um, you get, I get, like, notifications for any kind of, like, local news if they're streaming anything on Facebook, right? Which usually yeah. is, like, live coverage. Like, see some great fucking, you know, helicopter footage, right? And they are – so they're, they were showing, like, live footage of – uh, this um, Chicago Police Department funeral for the first officer to die from coronavirus. And it's like this super long lens because they're not, it's like somebody filming from outside the uh, the cemetery gate, but they're zoomed in and you can see all the cops there, all in dress uniform, all with their like, you know, the, the real fancy hats on, right? Yeah. And all of them have black masks on their faces, <laughs> all of them. And it, it looked exactly like Super the fucking Watchmen. police funeral scene from The Watchmen, HBO's yeah. The Watchmen, which we reviewed. Um, anyone who listens to our show probably knows we do movie reviews too. And I put them side by side, and it was like just, it was, I'm like, oh, we are fucking living in an Alan Moore dystopia right now. Where's, where's our giant crazy. squid to fucking save us from all this insanity? Oh, we need you know. we need the giant squid right now, I think. Yeah, and, and then this, this whole story with this fucking Navy captain, like I... I only heard a little bit about this uh, last week, and then mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend, I fell down a rabbit hole reading about this thing. So, who anyone is not familiar, the, you had this this um, U.S. Navy uh, aircraft carrier, five thousand kids on it. You know, like they're not USS soldiers. Teddy they're, Roosevelt, yeah, yeah, they're they're just they're all fucking like teenagers, basically cleaning pots and pans and swabbing the deck and everything. Um, and th- this, you know, there's there's so close quarters you can't socially distance right um other parts of the military obviously can but you can't do that on a ship right no nowhere to go and they were putting into port in guam as scheduled but they weren't gonna let anyone off the ship and the captain wrote a letter 
four page letter that he sent out to like 30 people wasn't supposed to send it to. Uh, and then someone leaked it to San Francisco Chronicle and everyone kind of figured like he did this on purpose, knowing it would get leaked to draw attention to it, to, to like get them off the ship, to get them, uh, you know, into hotel rooms where they could isolate. And, you know, they're, they're still doing that process right now because Guam won't actually let them off until they test negative. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that he did it cost him his job and he must've known it was going to cost him his job. Right. And then the fuck, this is, this is just gets crazier. This, the secretary of the Navy, uh, because oh, he saw the footage, the footage of the, the captain leaving the ship and the whole ship's crew is cheering his name because they think he's a, they think he's a hero. I mean, yeah, he probably, he's trying to save their fucking lives. Yeah. They were going to keep them right. in this fucking close quarters and infect all of them. Probably so kill the secretary a of the Navy, uh, makes the Pentagon spend $250,000 to fly him out to Guam so he can go on that ship, get over the PA, and scold the crew of this ship for loving their captain and calls the captain naive and stupid, right? Yeah. Who, who, I mean, he's just going to fuck, he could have called them. He could have called him and done that. And he yeah. had to fly there personally to be a fucking jackass. Well, he's a fucking Trump lie. I mean, of, of you course, know. Of course. And then he has to, he gets fucking embarrassed because of course the blowback is like, what a piece of shit does something like that. Yeah. But then he has to fucking resign. <laughs> Which was great. Well, cause there's, there, there's that great audio recording that one, I think one of the crewmates and crew members took while he like of the PA announcement, yeah. which is yeah. how that leaked. And you could hear them being like, that's fucking bullshit. Like in the background and being like, you choose trying yeah. to help. But like, exactly. And, and I'm just, I'm reading all this. And I'm like, this has got, somebody's writing this into a screenplay right now. Like there's too, oh, yeah. there's too much juicy stuff in this. Uh, to not make it, you know, and, and of course, I'm immediately I'm like, Tom Hanks has to play this captain, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and my mother said the same thing independently of me, too. I think so he's a little too old, though. I, I don't know. I, they can I, de-age him. They can de-age they could, him. They, they could. Can fucking Irishman was four hours of de-aging footage. So, but it, I mean, you've got all these different elements that make a perfect screenplay. You've got, you know, you've got this global virus, right? So right there, um, you know, you got it on, you know, the military is always, you know, makes movies. Fucking Transformers is basically an ad for the military. Uh, you know, you got the ship itself, right? You got the captain, you know, you got the Navy secretary, um, you know, being openly hostile. So you got the, you know, the very clear enemy there, right? Uh, you've got, you know, the virus is, is quickly spreading through the ship. So you've got the ticking time bomb elements of the story there. You know, you've got the, you know, essentially, did he do the right thing? Are you, you know, following the, the chain of command or breaking the rules. Which side are you on there? Like, it's the, there's got to be a fucking movie. And, and keep in mind, I hate the fucking military. I fucking hate the military. I hate every aspect of it. I'll fucking say fuck the troops all day long. But this is a good fucking story, damn it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. And like, so. we were, you were talking about before air, and he was like, just, you know, yeah, it's just the human aspect of like, this guy knows he's, his charge is to protect all these people, and the fucking government and the, you know, the er, er, nobody's doing any kind of oversight and they're all just basically, you know, leaving these guys for dead. And he's like, you know, this is fucking bullshit. And, <laughs> right. and then but and then uh, hopefully this is going to radicalize that entire fucking crew to be like, why are we why are we in this fucking organization with a bunch of fucking, you know, well, douchebags like the who, captain who don't care about that. Yeah, the captain said that in the letter. He said, we're not at war. Well, I mean, we are at war, but we're not. He was. They were going to, off the coast of North Korea, right, is, was their destination. Yeah. And he said, we're not at war. We don't, we don't need to be there. Like, we can park this fucking ship for a while and take care of our crew, uh, you know. And, and if you're someone that, you know, obviously does care. This guy went, had to go to fucking, this guy get, threw away a 25, 30-year career to save these, these kids' lives. 
And you know, you know how hard it is to become a fucking captain of a nuclear powered aircraft carrier. Oh, you, you yeah, have to you have to sure. basically become a nuclear physicist. You have to go oh, wow. back to school for four years to learn all, everything you could possibly know about a nuclear reactor uh, to, to to do this. And he'd only been a captain for a couple years, so we, like he had done all that work just to get there, knowing that if he he did this. He probably was going to save a bunch of lives, but like you're, you're over, you're done. You're never going to be, I mean, he's still going to be in the military, but he's never going to be a fucking captain again. No, no. It would be too much of a black eye on the, on, on the military for them to, to discharge him or dishonorably discharge him. But yeah, he probably will never be given a post like that again. They'll, yeah. they'll, 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 they'll try to force him to quit basically. But those fucking kids, 5,000 kids on that ship are never going to forget him. That's for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. And you know, he'll, He'll be looked. It'll be looked upon favorably by history, unlike the fucking, you know, the bootlicking uh, Navy secretary who just did, yep. you know, Trump's bidding to to fucking go. So in him. in the movie version, though, uh, the the fucking the uh, the plane that crashed on the Hudson, you know, the hero captain, yeah, right? Sully he's gonna, he's going to be like like landing the coming in to land a plane on the aircraft carrier deck, but it's like <laughs> not going to make it, and he has to fucking well. You know, <laughs> they'll, they'll Michael Bay the shit out of that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I like Tom Hanks 94 would be perfect for like Tom Hanks Forrest Gump era would be perfect for that role. But but I guess they could just do the Irishman treatment and fucking de-wrinkle him or whatever. <laughs> Maybe Colin Hanks could play him. He's he's not a bad actor. Maybe. We'll see. It, it's just it's it's um, it was such a a Tom Hanks moment. No, 100%. You yeah. know, that it just immediately went to him. Yeah. Um before we get out of here, you wanted to talk about uh, AOC briefly because you know there we were talking about before we went on air how people are kind of uh, using this as an opportunity to jump on her further, which I think is you know is is probably not warranted. Kind of, kind of baffling, yeah. yeah. Um, I I don't understand like why you know somebody who's the best you got who's defied all the odds and is good on virtually every single issue, why you would look so hard for like the slightest little thing about her, the best you got to attack. I mean, be critical. Yeah. But like, I'd say like third best, but, but points, points fair. Okay. You're you're talking out of, out of 450 people. No, no. Hey, look, uh, you know, and Ben Norton tweeted out this. She's just nothing but a, uh, you know, a career opportunist. Like really that, Seems a little harsh and not at all accurate to me. Uh, and then you got people that are pissed off that she's, you know, b- appeared on the TV show Drag Race, you know, as a guest judge or whatever. It, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Like, why why would that piss you off? You know, like, like oh, she did a thing that was just out of fun and had nothing to do politically. I and mean, I would argue that, like, normalizing queer culture is a overtly political act as it is. But I mean, Gore Vidal said, "Never miss an opportunity." And RuPaul kind of sucks, though. The, I, RuPaul's I don't a little bit about transphobic. RuPaul. I'm talking about Gore Vidal. Yeah, yeah. Gore Vidal said, "Never miss an opportunity to have sex or appear on television," right? <laughs> and God bless her. I don't care if she goes on there. Who cares? So, no, yeah, same. Right. You know, and then people were saying, "Oh, she, you know, the um, people were were bringing up what you know her comments about Venezuela," and I remember what what she was asked, and I remember her response, and it was at a time when. You know, we're well. I mean, we're always trying to wage a coup in Venezuela, but they were saying, "Well, what do you, what do you, do you support Maduro, or what do you, what do you think?" And you know, because people were trying to single her out so harshly, the Progressive Caucus, uh, a Democratic Progressive Caucus that she's a member of, put out their own press statement on it, and she said, "Well, I would defer to 
press statement of my caucus. I would defer to my caucus is what she said. And people were misquoting her about that today, saying that she said, I default to party leadership. Mm-hmm. Well, the Progressive Caucus is not the party leadership. I don't think the Progressive Caucus is progressive at all. But they're not the party leadership. That's yeah. Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, right? They're slightly less bad than, than the, the right. general rank and, and file. But the press statement on, you know, explicitly said, we don't support coups anywhere. We don't support interventions anywhere. And that's what she was deferring to. So I don't know what people's problem was there. Yeah. Uh, could she be more strident? Sure. Would that cost her? Definitely. So, I mean, give a girl a break. Like, she's never going to be perfect, but attacking her as though she's on par with you know, the, the worst people in the party... Like no, ease yeah. up, people. Come on. Yeah, and I and you know I, I was saying you before we went on air. I, at the end of the day, she eventually does need to split from the people that are pulling her in the in the wrong direction because she. They're always going to be there, though. They're, they're always going to be there, but I think she needs to just eventually. She's never going to win a, a higher office than she's in now until she learns the mistakes of the Bernie campaign, which is you know like. I mean, you just can't, you can't play with, play nice with these people. You can't play ball with these people. They don't fucking, they're never going to, when given the choice, much like when the Republicans are given the choice of a Republican light or Republican, they're going to choose a Republican every time. When the shitty corporate uh, Democratic uh, donor base and leadership base is given the choice of a super conservative Democrat or a, um, popular leftist democrat who plays ball with them they're going to choose the conservative democrat every time they're going to fucking smile in your face as another one sneaks up behind you and stabs you in the back like that's what they're going to do so i just hope she under i hope she learned that lesson from bernie's campaign and she approaches it with a different strategy because like she she the thing that she has over bernie is that she's a lot more beloved by mainstream media figures who aren't, you know, not not necessarily cable news, but by, you know, the 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 late night fucking hosts and like the even like shit libs on Twitter who don't like Bernie still like her. So I, there there's a path. It blows for my mind. Yeah, it makes no like, fucking sense. I mean, do you know what she stands for? But no, these people have no substance whatsoever. I mean, no. that you know, we know this about them, but which does mean there is a narrow path for her. But she's got to really thread that fucking needle, and she can't go too far in deference to the shitty wing of the party who's going to try to, you know, I know I just hate seeing people. I hate seeing the leftist circular firing squad. It's like you, you want people to get in there. You want people to represent you from, you know, represent your values. And then the slightest thing they do wrong, you want to magnify that a a thousand fold, right? Like, why are you trying to hobble the best people you've got at, at the moment? You know, like you can they have, want, but you, you know have they criticism, want. but like when you have a huge audience like that, and you're just just saying you're nothing but a, a career opportunist. Like yeah, she's yeah, only had the harsh. job for a year. What kind of career can you have when you've only been at it for one year? Like, come on. But you know what? I, I do think that the party uh, apparatus wants to corrupt her in in the sense of that course, it once if they that. if they stain her once, she's stained forever. Like if they get her to start taking corporate money for one election. Then it's going to be like, well, you did it once, so it doesn't really matter. You might as well just keep it. Like they, they, they're tr- they're trying very hard to just get to that point with her. And you know, the great thing about her and and Ilhan and Rashida Tlaib and a couple other people is that they've gotten to the point where they've gotten into office without ever having to run by taking corporate money. Right. And 
you know, all it's going to take is one fucking time for them to to take the bloom off of that rose. Well, and they, they don't need to because they're fucking rock stars now. Like they're so famous, they'll never have to compromise that. Um, so if they did, then that would speak to their character. Obviously, they don't. Yeah, they don't need to do it. Oh, and, by the way, people should definitely donate to Rashida uh, because she's got a very formidable primary challenger. Some shit lib. I think the one that she actually beat for the seat initially is running against her again, and I'm, I'm sure the party's going to put a ton of money under the table uh, behind behind that woman's campaign. So, oh, you think they spend pack money on uh, you know lower level poor Detroit districts? No, they'd never do that. Uh, yeah, no, of course they're going to do everything they can. Um, I mean, I don't think Ilhan has to worry that little fucking girl with the felony warrant probably can't going to be, <laughs> you know, she'll not be, she'll be fine, but, but soon. you know, Rashida might run into issues. So make sure you go donate to her and support her candidacy. But, um, oh you know, it, it's look, the future seems bleak right now, but, um, what future? There's no yeah, future to no, be bleak. No I, I really wanted this episode <laughs> to be uplifting, just despite all. I know. I told you. I told you before. I was like, I can't do it. About. I just like, don't think I could do it. <laughs> I, you know, I, I've talked relentlessly about Ugh. how you know it's not about one victory; it's about the movement. And Bernie is going to keep fighting. He's still fighting. It's it's not a funeral, at least not for Bernie. Um, and he is going to. I, I've always I've said this a couple times that like I, I would never want to see Bernie be president because he'd be in charge of you know the the military the and the CIA and, and everything. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to I don't want him in that role. I want him to be the the senator that gets us a Green New Deal and Medicare for all and keeps doing you know little fireside chats lit by floor lamps. You know, <laughs> like that. That's the Bernie I always want to be there, and he will be. He's still going to be around for a long time. So, you know, don't don't jump off the ledge just yet uh, because Bernie is still fighting for us. Yeah, he is. And they're and look, you know, they're 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 still the embers that all that that can spark the, you know, the fire and all that shit. They're still there. Um, He's remind me of fuck Kenny Loggins song. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the fire burning bright. Oh, man. Um, but you know, but but look, but look, let's let's keep it real. It's it's fucking it's masks up time now. It's it's let's burn shit to the ground time. I mean, we're not we're not. Let, 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 I think the electoralism, it, at least temporarily, is definitely uh, you know put on hold. And it's let's you know show the DNC the fucking mistake they made in Milwaukee. If the Aaron was, they yeah. don't care. This isn't a mistake. This is them trying to. No, I, you know, I mean, but like, yeah, let's, you know, they, well, I, again, they're probably not even going to fucking have a convention. That'll be their way out of yeah, the mass pro- of protests and riots that are going to fucking happen. Well, I, I, I almost but, wonder, you know, like, did they fuck him harder this time or last time? I, th- this time was worse. You know, this time was more overt. Like as, as, as much as they were doing, there were machinations behind the scenes. And I would love if somebody leaked the emails from this fucking cycle, because I'm sure they were even worse. Um, Obama very, you know, clearly was, was, you know, orchestrating a lot of the shit behind the scenes, like, you know, and, and not even him personally for a lot of it, just his, his fucking apparatchiks, you know, working behind the scenes to make sure that they fucking stop Bernie at every turn. And I think they, they, they were way more overt this time in some of the shit they did, um, but I don't know. I, that'd be an interesting Twitter poll, actually. To the see thing is, think. I don't understand why he would care. You know, I mean, of course he cares about corporate money and all that shit. But it's like, 
what's you know who 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 is running that he, he cares a, about? You know, and he's it's always not like a he likes Republican. Biden. He just doesn't give it. But he he's getting leaned on by the donors who still you know pay him five hundred thousand dollars to go fucking speak for ten minutes to say hey you know you look you're a very important figure. And at the end of the day, I think ultimately the only thing he really cares about because he's an egomaniac is his his legacy. And if Bernie gets in right. there. He completely dismantles his legacy because he shows that everything that Obama did was not nearly, you know, uh, what needed to be done and that it was actually possible if you use the office in the right way to accomplish the things that Obama claimed yeah, great. were so, impossible. So I can't go see a doctor to protect that guy's legacy. Yeah, that, that's 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 the the, you know, most about, powerful right. Democrat in the country. That's who we're going to. Yep. That's uh, the one people upon, still are possibly. afraid to criticize. Even Bernie's afraid to criticize. Uh, so, you know, it's just fucking infuriating. But we should you should just edit all the rest of this out and just cut right on me saying Bernie's still fighting for us. And we'll just forget everything <laughs> else we said. End it on a positive note. No, and... look, I, I, have a, I have a positive quote to, to close us out. Oh, thank and God. I, and I, yeah, to, to talk us off the ledge. And it's a great quote from Lula, uh, you know, who is the rightful president of Brazil, uh, was was jailed on trumped up corruption charges by uh, an actual fascist, Jair Bolsonaro. Um, he said, uh, those in power can kill one, two or three roses, uh, but they will never be able to stop the coming spring. And that's that's, I think, fucking true. Uh, that's super true. And that's the attitude I think we need to take going forward uh, into the next fight. And they forget that roses have thorns, man. Fucking stab your ass. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that awesome Outcast song, Roses. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. I don't recall it again. Send me a link to that. Yeah, yeah. It's good shit. Uh, maybe we'll close the episode with that. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, no, it's a weird thing to close the episode with. But anyway, um, yeah, so... <laughs> wrap it up anthony yeah all right so if you want to support the show uh you know rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts uh follow us on soundcloud and share the show out that way soundcloud.com slash move left uh we're on facebook at facebook.com slash move left idiots uh we are on patreon if you want to support the show that way uh patreon.com slash move left if you want a merch from the show we have some available at tinyurl.com slash move left merch uh i am at move underscore left on twitter and i am always at bike slutty on twitter thank you we'll see you next week let us be lovers we'll Some real estate here in my bag So we bought a pack of cigarettes And Mrs. Wagner pies And walked off to look for America Kathy, I said as we bought into Greyhound Michigan seems like a dream to me now It took me four days to hitchhike from Saginaw I've come to look for America Laughing
the faces She said the man in the gabardine suit was a spy I said be careful, his bow tie is really a camera Toss me a cigarette, I think there's one in my way Jersey Turnpike, they've all come to look for 